Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. With your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this. Let me make sure. Yeah, I'm good to go. Welcome to this Wednesday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Elkanen, Dennis Dick with you this morning. We got some news. We got some earnings. We got some Boeing news. Boeing is in the news again. They got the FAA approval for the 737 MAX. So that starts the timeline and starts the clock ticking on when that thing actually can take to the skies again. Uh, what else do we have? We have more vaccine news. Pfizer says, no, never mind. Our vaccine is not 90% effective. It's 95% effective. So we got that on our radar as well. Our guest today is Paul Monica, digital correspondent at CNN Money. He will join us at around 8.20 or so, for until from 8.20 to 8.30 for those 10, 10 or 12 minutes. Uh, that'll be then. Uh, before I throw it to Joel, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, show us the love. We appreciate that. And now, Joel, tell us how exactly are things going in this morning's overnight session once you unmute your mic. Uh, things are looking pretty good here, Spencer. We're up 10 and a quarter handles at 36.17. Uh, had a little dip overnight, and holy moly, I wish I would have been up in the middle of the night. We got right down to Monday and Tuesday's low. Don't call it a triple bottom, but we have a triple bottom here right at the 35.85 level. That would be the key level for the remainder of the year. Uh, crude continuing to rally up 86 cents at 42.53. Gold getting hit, that's down 1610 at 1869.70. Uh, silver in the red as well, uh, that's down by 26 cents at 2440. And Bitcoin's got a new handle, it's the 18,000 handle, up $305 at 18,035. Uh, we've even backed off, uh, we were at 18,540 in the Bitcoin futures, so Bitcoin on a tear along with the remainder of the market. Uh, let's bring in Triple D. Triple D, kinda, how was he after? I mean, it wasn't super crazy after hours. No, was that it was one you? of the quietest sessions in a long time. I actually said to my buddy there, you know, one of, another trader at Bright Trading I talk to regularly. I was like, wow, quiet session. He's like, yeah, super quiet. It was quiet last night. So obviously we did have a couple of earnings. We had Neo, so there was some movement in some EV sure. stocks, but and Boeing had some news as well. So you're seeing movement there too. And you're obviously more Boeing news here this morning. But really, that was a very quiet session. And it's been quiet um, even this morning here. I mean, we're up a little bit. We, we The buy the dips went, dippers went again because overnight the S&Ps did dip pretty hard and it's come all the way back. So I guess if you're just trading S&Ps and every time it pulls back 25 handles, you're buying it, you're making money. And you're doing it again here this morning. It was an overnight dip. That gets bought. Groundhog Day. And uh, within striking distance of that all-time closing high, that all-time closing high was made on Monday at 36.23. What do you know? Our pre-market high stands at 36.23 and a quarter. Those levels work, Joel. Those levels work. They, they, they work, and they work. As long as you're buying support and buying the breakouts, never sell resistance. There is no resistance. I mean, they should take – McGee and Edwards should take resistance – out of their their book it's just you know you buy support and you just buy eliminate the sell button it works when the markets are making new all-time highs i mean even the iwm you think about how ugly it was back in march and you know when we thought the zombie apocalypse was coming and the iwm has made new highs too so finally yeah the Q's have made new all-time highs the spies made new all-time highs it's just a party everywhere here joel all right party like it's 1999 right? that's it 
It is. It's a party like we're 1999. So let's Wait, so let's party on. like we're 1999 and let's stock some movers. Well, hold on. So we got some people in the chat, uh, several people asking, should they take some profits in, in Bitcoin? Well, congratulations uh, for those unrealized gains. Those of you who've been long Bitcoin. Yeah. What, what do you got? Joel, why don't you pull up that, that chart? Okay, I will. I will. Yeah. I mean, we, we've been talking about this really going, I mean, since the breakout kind of started. Again. We've been bullish <laughs> since 10,000. I, I, like, I I I'm canceling <laughs> my bids. I know, man. I, we, I, I, Why do we not buy that? I don't know. We've been bullish, man, on this show. I, know, I, like, I when don't the, know. When Bitcoin was 10,000, I said, I want to wear a shirt that says, I love Bitcoin. And then Mark Yusko came on and said, that's it. I'm buying someone. Bitcoin was like, what, 15,000 when it. he came on? Yeah. yeah I know. Know and that was the catalyst. It's never pulled back since. All I wanted was a little pullback there to get in. And that has not happened, and it's been straight up since Mark Yusko was on our show. So, anyways, no pullbacks here to be had. I'm waiting, still waiting for the pullback. I missed my GBTC purchase by, I think, 20 cents, and now it's like $4 higher than I was trying to buy it. So, I don't know. I missed it. Not chasing. I don't chase. I'm going to get a pullback here eventually. Maybe not. Maybe it's going to go straight to 100000 and be like, why didn't I chase? The, the one thing I remember most about the, the Bitcoin bubble is after it burst is all the, all the Uber Bitcoin bulls were saying, this is, this is a future, not a bug. Like we, we expected this to go back down to like 10,000 or, or 5,000 or, or I, don't, I don't even remember what the low is now, but uh, uh, the low from last year, the year before, but they, all the Uber Bitcoin bulls expected a massive sell-off. And that's, that's part of, that's part of the asset. That's what they said. Um, so here we are now, two years later. We're back again. If you, I, oh man, it's I different you, this time, you it, know, it, and you know what different. the biggest difference is. Different. We're not in like this. It, it didn't take off and go from ten thousand to twenty thousand like three days. So it's been slowly climbing. It's filled. It's it's you know it's done its work that it had to do to go higher. I, I think it goes significantly higher still. Um, you know, maybe so, I should be chasing. Maybe I should just close my eyes and blind it, but and, and blindly buy. Uh, but I'm waiting for a pullback. So, so anyway, I'm not think, that I'm not that worried about it. I mean, you know, if I miss it, I miss it. There's lots of other assets. It wasn't like I was going all in on Bitcoin. If you think Bitcoin's going to keep going, then it would stand to reason that the quote unquote crypto stocks should also keep going. I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't know. I what mean, about Riot? I, I, I'm talking, I think you want to yeah. go to Riot. Like, well, look, look at what Riot did. So now all of a sudden, Robinhood's got a hold of Riot. Oh, there you go. The, there the, you the go. crowd's got, hey, this is the way to play Bitcoin. And, you know, it, it went up 50% yesterday. So I don't know if there was another headline, Spencer, if, if you can enlighten us or if this is just, you know, the speculative bubble that Riot blockchain often becomes. But people see this as a crypto play and Bitcoin is getting a lot of talk. And they're like, okay, I don't want to buy GBT. So how else can I play it? Some people say, I can play it through Riot. So, I mean, this is why it's getting the love. Right doesn't have news. It doesn't need news. Go back and look at what the stock did during the Bitcoin bubble. The last Bitcoin bubble. It just needs Bitcoin. Right? Joel's got it up right there on the bottom right, the monthly chart. I mean, go look at that. So, if you think Bitcoin's going higher, it would stand to reason that these other stocks, uh, Mara, Riot, even like Overstock, even Square. Well, we talked Mara on the show. Even NVIDIA, anything with some crypto exposure. would would rally with it it would stand to a reason uh you know we can't tell you whether you should take profits or not well i'll just say uh, did you have a target you know what's your time horizon that that's what that's what you got to do your target time horizon you hit your target then you know then stick with it um if you're the holding long term i'd when I earlier or last week after the usco thing i talked to a buddy of mine and i i was like you know what i was gonna buy some and look at it, you know, in in 13 years and not even think about it. And uh, I don't know. We, we, GBTC was in $16. Did you handlers. try to buy it? That's where I tried to buy it. I put my order that a day. A little bit when higher. was on the show. I threw my order, I think, at sixteen seventy five. It had closed right around there that day, but it gapped up that morning and it never came in. So it was right there. It traded, I think. I, I was late to put it out there. If I would have put it out there like at 930, but I was trading my open. So I didn't get my order out there till like, I don't know, 10, 10 o'clock probably because I had too many stocks overnight to get out of. So then I get around to my long-term portfolio. That's usually how I am. I'm trading all my short-term stuff. By the time I get out of all my short-term stuff, I get to my long-term portfolio around 10. So, I mean, sometimes I place the orders overnight the night before if I think about it. But 
you know, a lot of times I'm trading those hours too. So usually it's around 10 o'clock. I get to my long-term portfolio and I take a look and I threw an order out there to buy GBTC and it never got executed. Well, we get a chance. Nothing goes straight up. Nothing goes straight down. Right. We'll get a chance. Oh, I think so. I'm not worried about it. If I miss the whole Bitcoin bubble, I miss the Bitcoin. And now at Thanksgiving, people are going to have to talk about how much money they made in Bitcoin over Zoom, right? <laughs> They'll be doing this. That, that was, uh, I think I stole that one from you, Sensor. But let's do some earnings, right? We got some earnings. We got some Boeing news. Yeah, uh, Lowe's Boeing. is low. What else you want? Well, let's start with the Boeing news. Uh, this was expected. In, and and the reason you can say that is because you can just look at the chart and see the price action going. Wow, up. over 200. But um, the FAA has cleared the Boeing 737 MAX uh, to resume flying. There's a, there, there's a timetable here. Uh, so this is obviously this is two years what a year and a half uh we've been waiting for this headline so we got it it came this morning uh they can resume uh selling them and these these uh these airlines can resume flying them and that's big for about for bumming so my question of the day survey more of a survey of the day that i that survey I, says that i i may or may not have borrowed from white bush this morning uh, although I, mod- I modified it, though I modified it. Was it our buddy Joel, or was it someone else? From yeah, it was Joel, but I, I modified his question a little bit. My, my, my question is: Would you rather tomorrow hop on a three-hour flight on a seven thirty-seven Max, or go on a five-day cruise? That's my question. So, okay, so we'll do one to go on the Max, two to go on the cruise. What would you rather? It's the CMB. We'll take it from Fast Money. Would you rather? I said the go on the go on the plane or go on the cruise. One for the plane, two for the cruise. Go one for the plane. I a plane for sure. That's what I said for sure. I said plane. I I almost say the cruise because I could just stay in the cabin, so I could just go in the cabin and hide out. Because one, I have two different ways I can die on the Boeing plane. One's going to crash and burn, and the other one we get COVID. (laughs) So the the cruise, I don't think the cruise is going to sink. I don't see a lot of cruise ships sinking. Actually, that did happen, didn't it, a few years ago? That was it was one time. It <laughs> was really windy, though. It was one time, man. Um, we'll check the weather reports before we choose. Mostly ones. I guess the three hours it's over with and done with. But you know what? I kind of would love to go on a cruise. I, I would enjoy the cruise a lot more than I would enjoy the plane. So maybe if I'm taking my chances, let's go on the cruise. Get in that buffet line. Share the utensils. Sounds like line fun. up at midnight for the dessert buffet. That's yeah. see, that's going to change on cruises. With all the I other told you that. That's why people go. They go to eat. Uh, does this well, necessi- of course, that's why you go on vacation. You go to eat. <laughs> that's why I go on vacation. That's why I'm 215 pounds. I go to eat. Oh, really? I was. Yeah, I think oh. I broke out to new all-time highs. I knew it. Everybody's like you were... talking about the COVID-20. You know, oh, they lost 20 pounds because they're all exercising on their Pelotons, and I gained 20 pounds. Oh, because so. you were like two. Everybody yeah, on my you time broke stream. out. You broke out, man. You yeah, were like 200 to 210. Big Where's sp- my next resistance point? Oh, 220. 220? I'll buy the 220s, sell the, sell the 225s. I'm 180, yeah. 180, right. 180. Show us the I, hand signals for the 225. Uh, for well, for quantity or price? Both. <laughs> Buy the two twenty fives. She's not going to show us. Back to the Boeing chart, Joel. Two twenty five. I don't know. Does this mean they're going to be selling more planes just because people are going to be flying them? Exactly. Boeing? Who's buying this plane? Yeah, we're, I, we're assuming that every airline wants to buy planes when none yeah, of them do. Yeah. So this is your upside capitulatory event. This is the time to party in the streets and ring the register. In my opinion, it's been a good run in Boeing. You shouldn't have been buying on the Monday. You should have waited for the pullback, which you got. I was one stock I didn't buy, but we know I bought Save and I bought a whole bunch of other ones there. I think you ring the register now. Boeing party. This is all the good news. Nobody's buying the plane. So I think this is as good as it gets for a while. You got the resistance point 234. That's your level there. That's there where it go. got to when everybody Done. got excited back yep. in June. That's your resistance point now. So you do have a little bit of room, maybe another 10 points of room, but you're getting greedy going for that last 10 points. If I was long Boeing, I would say sold to everybody who thinks somebody's buying this plane. Uh, 225, just over that. That's your pre-market high. Look for continuation in that. To if for the continuation move, 225.40. I think this would be the one. You know, 
you put some out at 225 and a half, you get lifted, throw a little more out at 226, see if you get lifted, 226 and a half, throw a little bit more size on it, see if you get lifted. And then when they stop lifting your offers, you know, you got to start slamming bids. So, you know, that's if, you know, depending on the size of your position. But uh, good news, though. Good to see. We'll see if we can take out the pre market high. All right, so that's Boeing. SPR, I believe, also got an upgrade, and it is trading up in sympathy. Obviously, big Boeing parts supplier there, and SPR has been on a hell of a run here, too. $20 if we just go back to about a week and a half ago, and it's been gap, 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 and go for SPR. It's up 7% more here this morning. Again, I would ring the register in this one, too, for the There's same also, reason. Also an upgrade this morning. I don't know if you mentioned that. Yeah, um, who upgraded it? Yeah, Jeffrey used to buy. They gave totally. it a... They raised their price target uh, to 40 from 24. Okay, completely, if- completely late to the party. Missed the whole train chasing price. Jeffrey's going to top tick this thing today, I'm predicting. Uh, it, meaning you know, they're exactly on the wrong side of the trade. Can we maybe, can we put our long-term hat on here for a second? I sure. mean, I know we're-, we're I, like, I like wearing the long-term hat every once in a while. Um, and I mean, if let's say you really want, like if things are really getting back to normal, you know, like this is really normal, normal. I mean, you got room up to 261 here for a 50% retracement in the Boeing. Probably, I'm a little bit off on that. So you're not selling your Boeing. I I don't have any Boeing. I'm just saying, you know, how people, you know, I mean, there hasn't been a meaningful retracement in these, in this, this SPR thing. I mean, this topped out in 18. I'm just saying, if you, you know, if you believe in Fibonacci retracements at all, um, you know, it's something to keep an eye on. This one has, see if I can do it a little bit better, these lines. I mean, this Where is the has... stock without COVID? If COVID never happened, and now you got the Boeing back and they're buying planes, does it make a new all-time highs on this headline? That's this question. I don't know. I, or is it significant? I, I don't know. But was it still significantly down? I mean, we made the all-time highs up at 446 uh, before the Boeing you know, Max ever had any issues. So the question would be, without COVID, where is the stock? Because it's about half of what it was. And if you look at the other airlines, um, obviously without COVID as well, uh, if you look, I mean, save is twenty dollars was forty five, so it's more, it's farther than it was than Boeing. Boeing has the defense business, which helps them as well, though. So obviously, they're everything aerospace, so they are somewhat more diversified than some of your traditional airlines. But I don't know. I think that's what you got to ask yourself: is is you know everything priced in now, um, or is this eventually going back, you know, to three four hundred dollars? I don't think it's going there right away. So I think maybe if you've got in your long-term account, you picked it up and you don't want to pay the taxes and you think, you know, we're eventually getting out of COVID, which I believe we are. I think Boeing's probably higher a year from now. I, I do believe that. I think Boeing is probably higher a year from now, but I also believe Spirit Air is probably higher a year from now. I believe, you know, all those other stocks at cruise lines are higher a year from now. So, I mean, it's kind of like pick which one you, you know, maybe, you know, the one you think is going to move the most. I think if you really want one, I'd pick up an airline if you really believe that we're getting out of Boeing. And I mean, you look at what these airlines have done. They've given back a lot of the gains here. I still think we're getting out of this, although it's not going to be. Now, I, I, I've sold all my airlines, full disclosure. I sold them on two days ago on the pop, which I said I was going to. But I mean, there's an argument here to have some of some exposure to some of these stocks in your long term portfolio if we're putting on the long term hats. Uh, Andrew Garver is a 50% uh, resistance. It could be resistance. It could be support as well. Uh, it's just what I, this is what I grew up on was a 50%. I'm really not a, a Fibonacci. The true Fibonacci retracements are 0.382 and 0.618. Uh, what I like to see, I mean, when stocks have moves, they have counter moves. I, the 50% retracements are better if you can get a couple daily highs in there, a couple weekly highs, but they work both ways. If there's a big rally and something pulls back, you could use it as a re-entry point and it's something that has a big decline. So those are, you know, it, it, it could be uh, resistance or support. And if you want to dig deep into the Fibonacci numbers, you can use those as well. Dennis is, I just was always 50% and I guess uh, rub, rubbed off on Dennis a little bit, but you can use whatever you want. Let's do, uh, let's do Neo earnings. Well, let's do, let's do Pfizer real fast. And I wanna, okay, I Pfizer, bring, more good news. I, I want to bring on our guest as we discuss Pfizer. So, sure. uh, I mean, the Pfizer news, uh, was that they said there was going to be more more headlines coming down the pipeline uh, last week. And so the headline this morning is that uh, they, they have even more data. Uh, now their vaccine is 94% or 90, no, 95% effective. 
which is, of course, different from what they said last week. Last week they said it was over 90%. So now they're saying 95%. Just as good as Moderna. Just as good as Moderna. Also, not, not as good as Sputnik, though, because Sputnik will be 96%. We're applying effective. for the emergency youth authorization from the FDA. Uh, so just Pfizer and Moderna neck and neck here. Uh, and as we discuss this, I want to bring on our guest, Paula Monica, who's a digital correspondent at CNN Money, joining us now on Benzinga's pre-market prep. I believe he's allowed to talk. There he goes. Paul, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? We're doing all right, Paul. Uh, what is your take on what seems like a, we're in an all-out race here between Moderna and, and Pfizer? Yeah, I mean, I I could be wrong, but I just tweeted that I don't understand necessarily the one goes up because the other one has, you know, new data showing its efficacy being slightly higher. Maybe I'm being naive here, but when I go get my flu shot, I never go in and say to the doctor, I want the flu shot from this company or which company is it? I just I just get the shot. And I think that the more vaccines we have, the better. The goal of uh, Operation Warp Speed never was a winner-take-all uh, sort of battle. I think that you know there are obviously other companies beyond Pfizer and Moderna working on vaccines, and hopefully all of them have 95%-plus efficacy rates, and we'll all be able to go to our doctor or a CVS Minute Clinic or Walgreen and, and get the vaccine sometime uh, next year and i honestly don't care who it's by so you're one I mean, of the people there's some people that don't want to take it paul what i mean there's some i people mean there's no it. obviously i mean i think that's a broader concern not for the vaccine makers but for the broad for before the economy and the market writ large i mean if you have people who stubbornly say i'm not going to take the vaccine it's one thing to say i don't want to be first in line to get it but if you have people that are going to be anti-vaxxers in the same way they are with their kids and, uh, you know, with uh, even things like flu shots. I mean, then, you know, sadly, we're going to wind up having the COVID crisis probably linger a lot longer than it needs to. I mean, I, I think the hope and it may be uh, you know, overly optimistic, especially hopes that it's going to happen sometime soon. I think we're prepping for a day where, COVID-19 is unfortunately something that's always around, but that you shouldn't contract if you're vaccinated. It's the type of thing where there should be, you know, you're going to not have many people getting it in the future, hopefully, if people take the vaccines and the vaccines are actually effective. So, so Paul, you don't really understand why Moderna would be selling off this morning or why Pfizer sold off on a Moderna headline. That's not making sense. I mean, I think it's silly. I mean, I understand it. I think the market loves Coke versus Pepsi, uh, binary sort of black, white trading scenarios, but I think it's more nuanced. Right. Uh, In terms of the overall market's reaction, I mean, we saw in both both this week and last week, just, you know, well, less to lesser degree this week, but a big pop on the news. And last week, we basically spent the, the back half of the week giving back, call it half of those gains from Monday. This week was a little bit more muted, but still, we're, you know, we're just sort of meandering here. What do you make of the market's overall reaction? It seems like it was, it was it got a little, bit of, a little bit ahead of itself on Monday, and then maybe everyone realizing, oh, we still have to figure out how we're going to get this thing distributed to everyone. That's a big problem. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, there are a couple things at play. One, I think people are starting to realize, unfortunately, that a vaccine is not coming tomorrow. And that means that given the second wave concerns we're already seeing in the many parts of the United States, there are sadly going to be you know, more people getting sick and hospitalized. You're going to see also people that need uh, financial assistance aren't going to get it until at the earliest, probably you know, sometime next year when you have a new administration coming in that might be able to work with Congress on that, because it seems like there's no willingness to do a lame duck stimulus deal now. And then obviously, I think politically, despite, uh, you know, lawsuits and tweets from uh, the current president, the market's moved on and is ready for a Biden administration. What the market doesn't know yet is, is Biden going to be dealing with a 50-50 Senate where Harris has the tiebreaker vote? 
We won't know that until we get those Georgia Senate races in uh, on January 5th. So I think the market is quickly pivoted away from Biden versus Trump to Georgia. What do you think we're going to be talking about in a year from now, Paul? <laughs> Anything but this. I mean, I think I think we probably still. Yeah, I mean, I think we're still going to be talking to a certain extent about uh, COVID-19. It's not going to be, uh, you know, gone. But I think the big question is going to be what type of stimulus package we get from the incoming Biden administration with, uh, at a bare minimum, a Democratic House, although a majority that is slimmer than it was because they lost some uh, seats there and a potential, you know, either a, either a still Republican controlled Senate or a very narrow majority for the Dems. So I think people are going to be talking about, you know, did this, is the stimulus working? Do we, if we finally get an infrastructure bill that remember that was being promised in 2016, never happened, that could be another kick of stimulus. So I think the questions are going to turn to, especially assuming if, if Jerome Powell is reappointed or renominated by uh, President-elect Biden for a second term as Fed chair, the question is going to be how much more stimulus do we need is the inflation finally starting to kick in from said stimulus and what is, what's the Fed going to have to do? I think the other thing that people are going to be focusing on is, you know, comparisons for, from an earnings standpoint, you know, uh, you might have some particular sectors and companies that it's going to be tougher for them to build on, uh, you know, uh, what they've done this year. Because we've, we've obviously had uh, you know, some companies still reporting very solid earnings, despite the uh, you know, concerns about the vaccine and the recession that we find ourselves in. Yeah. And Paul, if I can pivot to that for a second, we've got some retailers reporting earnings this morning, uh, really dominating the week is, is retail. How bullish or bearish on you are you on retail right now as we head into the holiday season? It seems like there is, there is a desire there to buy to for to buy some of these stocks um like you like you saw Lowe's and Home Depot not react well uh like what is your overall sense of retail right now as as we as we're getting these numbers this week and as we head into what what is typically in a normal year the crucial time of the year right I mean I think I think the key this year is that the strong probably remains strong and gets stronger your Amazons your Walmarts your Targets I mean put aside some of the short-term moves that might be happening as a result of earnings. I think the companies that have established a strong digital footprint are, are going to do well. And then you mentioned the Home Depot and Lowe's. Obviously, they're a bit of a curious animal because it's a mix of retail, but it's also very closely tied to the housing market, which remains strong. I think in the case of both of those companies, Home Depot and Lowe's didn't do poorly in this last quarter. I think that the expectations probably rose to uh, – you know, unsustainably high levels. And also to their credit, particularly Home Depot, these are companies that are using their position of strength to give back to their workers with higher uh, wages. So, you know, Wall Street's going to have the knee-jerk reaction of, oh, higher expenses cut into profit margins. But you do, do, you're supposed to do this during a time of strength. So I give Home Depot and Lowe's the credit for taking, uh, you know, the time to reward their workers and not just shareholders in a time when both companies are doing really well. I think Paul, in a year from now, we're, we're going to be taught. Everyone's going to be talking about the electric car that they have, you know, and uh, what different brands there are out there. Just uh, some quick comments on uh, Tesla and Neo and the electric car phase. And uh, also how, how the little buzz is doing with the uh, virtual learning. Are they, uh, are they adapting to it? Yeah, they're hanging in there. My uh, younger son's off to uh, physical school uh, today because they're in a, a blended model. My uh, older son is uh, home doing uh, online, but he goes two days a week. But uh, with uh, regards to electric cars, I mean, I think that you know, Neo obviously is not something that many American consumers are going to own as a vehicle. They may own the stock, which has been on fire. Uh, maybe not the best uh, metaphor for an electric car company, but still, <laughs> I think the electric car companies, we, well, clearly what we've seen with Tesla and the, the inclusion now in the SP 500, this is no longer a story where electric cars are a niche part of the automotive market that's just for, you know, the affluent that can, uh, that can afford a, a pricey Model S or Model X. I mean, between the Model 3 and the Model Y, We've got prices 
that are more affordable because of battery costs. You have that coming down. That will lower the price of these vehicles as well. So it's clearly becoming more ubiquitous. And, uh, you know, the big automotive companies in America and Japan and Europe are all embracing this as well. So I think, you know, I'm not so sure that we're going to be at a point next year where you're going to be driving around and, you know, 50 percent of the cars on the road are going to be electric. I think it's really just a gradual adoption. But, you know, clearly the big auto companies are going to be selling more electric cars. And a lot of states are going to be, you know, California in particular, are really trying to emphasize, you know, to push adoption of electric vehicles in order to uh, lessen the amount of uh, gas guzzling cars that are out on the roads and all the pollution that comes as a result of that. We've been out with Paul Monica, digital correspondent at CNN Business, joining us here on Pre-Market Prep. Paul, thanks a lot for the time. Stay safe out there. Thanks a lot, Tim. You guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Paul. Um, I just saw this headline come through from Reuters that the FDA has asked uh, their advisory committees to plan to meet December 8th through 10th to discuss the COVID-19 vaccinations. So December 8th through 10th. And we know that the ADCOM, what they say doesn't necessarily go, but they provide a recommendation to the FDA to either approve or not approve any drugs. So December 8th through 10th looks like around then we may get some clarity on, on, on whether these vaccines will get approved. Let's go to Neo here. Uh, we talked about it briefly there with Paul. Their earnings were out last night. As you all know by now, they were great. Their earnings per share beat. Their sales beat. Uh, their delivery guidance was strong, too. They said that they're going to deliver between 16,500 and 17,000 vehicles in the current quarter. They delivered 12, a little over 12,000 vehicles last quarter. So delivery guidance, good. Earnings, good. Sales, good. I mean, <laughs> stock, I don't know what the straddle was going for here but whoever was buying the straddle on this thing the straddle writers are like partying in the streets here because i bet you the straddle was a lot higher than 26 cents i bet that straddle was like five or six or seven bucks so i don't know maybe i should just go look it up but i mean interesting you know that we expected this huge move one way or another and we get exactly no move at all in neo i mean it chopped around a little bit after the earnings but actually surprisingly very muted the response to these earnings i mean we still obviously you know it's digesting it's going to probably pick a direction and run with it but so far so good i would say that it didn't sell off um, with a lot of high expectations in there i did a nick shaheen on this one. Oh my goodness what did you do i did it's so funny too because i uh you know i mean i looked at the weekly puts and i'm like no 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 it was nah, seven nah. Yeah. just over seven yeah, bucks yeah. I'm like, no 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 actually I'm almost not, eight dollars yeah i'm not gonna it was do almost that. eight bucks wow it's almost eight dollars <laughs> expect to move and it moved 40 cents <laughs> well it's not over write yet. those options yeah but yeah. is it moving eight bucks here in the next two days uh i hope uh, down I so i guess but, you got three uh, days. anyways the thing was trading there was late in the day and i said you know i'm just gonna throw a nick shaheen debit spread on you know not like i hate you know you click on the platform they're just so boring you know and i said okay and uh so i think i put like a, a couple weeks out to 46 42 and i didn't pay much for it at all you know so i got the max profit and it was right here i did it and the thing fell out of bed and I'm like, oh, great. I got a spread on in this thing. It was uh, near the end of the day. So we'll see what happens with it. I mean, they let you in, but you don't let you out. I uh, mean, defined risk with it. I'll tell you what the key to Neo is here. Yeah, tell me, please. The bulls are firmly in control until you take out this double bottom here. This Which was one the, are you looking at? Point it out. Uh, right here. The this little 40, the day, 40 and the, a half. Yep. Yeah, yep. I, I'll go with that. Yep. This is the day it got citroned. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And then the next day, they tried to take it there, but the Bulls, the bulls, bulls held made a that stand. low. Yeah. They held the Citron low. So we'll call yes. that the Andrew Left Low yes. has held. And until the Andrew Left Low is taken out, the Bulls are in bulls control. Are I'll go with that. I'll go yep. with that. I'll stay bullish, Neo, until yep. I'm not in it anymore. I sold it. I sold it at $42, 43 so I guess I'm not going to get a chance to rebuy my price. Oh, you but will. as long as it holds on to that forty fifty five, the Andrew left low, yeah. bulls are in control. And I would say if I was long it, I would hold it until it takes that out. Right. Good and strategy. If, yeah. And and I was thinking the reason I did the 46 42 is I figured, 
you know, if it just gapped down like eight bucks, you know, then whatever, you know, then the hopefully I could get out of this spread for max value. But I thought even if they hit it, I, I thought it would be tough to take it through that area. And as it turns out, they whacked it pretty good. Uh, they got it to 42.45, but still two bucks away from that low. So, I mean, you just got to, I mean, I just, that's a good one, folks. Write that one down. The Andrew left low and uh, see if it can hold up today. It had a nice rebound. What what was the close from uh, yesterday? We're only down seven cents. Keep an eye on that close of uh, 46.59. Probably get a dance around a lot on that. Um, 48.30. That's what I'll be looking at. That's the old-time closing high. Uh, look where we got in the pre-market, too. Holy mackerel. I'm giving you guys two good again numbers. 48.60 uh, is the pre-market high and then the old-time closing high. You want to throw uh, you want to throw Tesla in here now? No, I want to throw a ride in here now. Lordstown Motors gets the Kramer love yesterday. So you had Jim Kramer came out, said, I'm going to have Lordstown on the show. The stock was 22 and a half. It opened the, <laughs> and then obviously ran. So it ran up ahead of the Mad Money segment. And then it ran up even more, uh, obviously, when the stock came on Mad Money. That Kramer pushes stocks. They go, man. So he's been on the ride bandwagon here for a little while, and he's been pushing it higher, and it is pushing higher. Um, obviously, a lot of people are in the stock. $16 three days ago, $26. I, I would ring the register on a you know 70% move in three days, but that's just me, and obviously, I sell too early sometimes. There's room to 30, but this was you know mad money love here that's really got this stock flying high. And if you were if you were paying attention to your daily charts and looking for the after hours price action, you would have been keen on twenty eight bucks. Look at this three highs in that one area. Last night it got to twenty eight, eh? Yeah, yeah. And then That's look on at Kramer, you. all off yeah. of Kramer. Yeah, and then look at holy, got, he's got influence, man. Yeah, he does. Look at that, all in the same area right there. Little the bit Kramer higher. influence is stronger than it's ever been, and I'll tell you why. It's because of so many traders who have retail traders who have access to obviously after hours trading now, um, you know, whether they call them Robinhood traders or call them whatever platform they're using, but they see an idea pitched on CNBC and they run, jump right in. You know, I mean, you, you haven't see seen again, a again. lot of blow ups though. I mean, you haven't heard a lot of blow ups coming out of, you know, from these people. I don't know if they're just reloading, but well, why would they be blowing up? The stocks are at all time highs. Uh, I mean, you don't hear people blowing up when stocks are making you all time. Well, I mean, Kodak, they're all long only traders. Kodak, you know, I mean, I'm sure some people took a hit. I'm sure. I'm sure. Again, if, and I don't think everybody's putting all their money in Kodak. I would hope not. So, <laughs> I, I, I mean, you're, you're not going to see any retail pain until you get a significant sell off, like 20, 30 percent. And then you see the pain. We've had what? A, a 10 percent pullback in the queues. I mean, it's been pretty rosy, a rosy trading environment besides, you know, the, the four day sell off in the queues. Um, so I, you know, it's not going to see it until the market takes a significant dip. So that's why I don't go stay it's, diversified. And you can, you can tough out those dips. Oh, too. look at this. Oh, look at this. Yesterday's high was just under 26. We're holding 26 here. So that's what you need to do. You need to hold 26 for this uh, rally to continue here and Lordstown Motors. Have they have they actually produced a car, or are they just? I don't think anybody's producing cars except Neo, Neo and Tesla, and that's why those stocks get so much. That's why they get the love. Yeah, that's why they get the love. I want to go to uh, retail here. Target uh, had earnings this morning. We're fading here, just to let you all know that uh, we backed off about eight points during the show. Dennis, you see any selling balances or what's going on out there? Go take a look. We haven't looked at balances in a long time. Pfizer nine hundred eighty thousand to buy. Projected open is $38 right now. That's not going to happen. I'll be selling it a lot lower than that, I tell you. Selling it short a lot lower than that. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, If I didn't have it on for a long-term investment just as a trade, I think you sell the hell out of the Pfizer news again. It's worked every time. Why is it going to be different this time? General Electric, it looks like it wants to go over 10 today. We have the good Boeing news. Remember, GE is a big part supplier to the max as well. It is bid 10 right now and trying to take out 10 in the regular session. I would imagine that there's some... I would imagine there's some size at the point there. I'm not logged in, but I would think 10 is going to probably, I, I think it opens at 10. Uh, if the market holds up, this probably actually opens right at 10. So, but we'll see. It may open below Double 10. Digits. It's not going to open over 10. I will say right now, the stock does not open over 10. Does it take out 10 in the regular session? Probably. Do you know who got this one right? Kramer. Uh, well, Jim Kramer dead. We, we've been, been giving Kramer a lot of heat. He's been all over GE. He did the GE in four to ten dollars. He's up to his price target of four to twelve. 
but um, he said, which one's going to get there first? Cause they're both going to 10 and both stocks were about seven fifty. So Kramer, we've given you some hate. Sometimes we'll give you some love here right now. You were correct on general electric. Cause it has hit $10 this morning. When did uh, Goldman give it to goose Spencer? Oh, do you have your pro open there? Yeah. They, oh. they, uh, the Goldman buy. Yeah. When was that? That was a good one. Let me go into the pro and look that up yeah. for a second. I, I, yeah. When was that? That was, um, well, so they, they, you mean when they raised their price target? Cause they, they had, oh no, they upgraded. Oh, that was, that was back in June. Are you sure they didn't do anything? More I don't recent? remember Goldman doing much at all. In this. Yeah. Well, so they raised their price target a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Um, but, that's, that's what I was thinking about. What day was that? That was the, the, the October 14th. Okay. That was a good call. Boeing, Boeing, two hundred and fifty thousand to buy. Projected open is two twenty two right now. Um, is two twenty three sixty eight. Again, these projected openings are are constantly moving. So if the if the stock was to open at this moment, it would open at two twenty two with the orders that are currently in there. But as more buy orders come in, it pushes the price higher. As more sellers come in, it pushes the price lower. So, but you get projected openings um from the NYSE, which is nice. You don't get projected opening on Nasdaq till nine twenty eight. You get projected opening on New York Stock Exchange. I think they start early now. They used to not come in until like 8.30, but I think they even start earlier than that now. So it's 8.41, and I got projected openings for everything. But again, it's early, so these projected openings don't mean that much at this time. It just is if if hypothetically it was to open right now, that's where it would open. So they're saying 2.22, now 2.21.60 on Boeing. Coming down, huh? Yeah, but it's all just, you know, there might be a lot of buy orders that come in. It could pump it to 225. There's got to be some stuff in the book. I mean, I wouldn't be canceling my 200 GTC. That's why, well, that's why it's it's probably trading, you know, that the projected opening is lower because the book probably pressure is holding it down. There's probably some orders in the book there. Mm -hmm. Taiwan Semiconductor, another one of note, 101,000 to buy in Taiwan Semiconductor TSM. I don't know if there's a headline there, but it's up $2.89. Projected opening on that's 100 bucks. Again, don't just think you'll buy a 9865. It's going to 100, though. If you haven't, you know, these are moving targets, so it doesn't necessarily have to open anywhere. Just telling you what the projected opening is at this time. I haven't seen a headline on TSM. I uh, want to remind everyone, uh, hit that like button. No, don't just hit it. Just smash that like button wherever it is, if it's up or down or sideways on your screen. Hit the like button. We appreciate that. Thanks to CJ. Uh, CJ Vic and all the other people who have hit uh, submitted a, a super comments or super chats on YouTube. We appreciate that. Um, can we go to retail here? Target had earnings this morning. I want to go there. Target's numbers were good. They beat estimates on their earnings per share and their sales. I want to compare Target to what Walmart said yesterday. So yesterday, Walmart said that their overall same store sales, right, uh, for, for the quarter, the overall same store sales grew 6.5% year over year. E-commerce sales grew 79%. That's what Walmart said. 6%, 79%. Target came out this morning and said, our overall sales for sales grew 20% and our e-commerce sales grew 155%. So better growth from Target than... Uh, I'll say one thing, because the market will just compare those apples to apples, but it's a lot harder to grow online sales at a high number when your your numbers yeah. a lot higher target yeah. isn't you know target is just so, yeah. yeah it's early in its online that's business that's true we're obviously true. walmart and amazon are very you know amazon's never going to grow on 150 percent year over year because everybody's already buying everything there that's so, true but what are what are people buying they're buying growth right so and what's growing target. their online business is small and it's got the potential to grow into a bigger business so yeah so you got that point there too so, Tar, is this all-time highest, Joel? Really close. Yes, sir. You really did, close, yeah. anyways. I, I'll tell enough. you right now. I don't know who it is, he, she, or a group of people, but they're eyeballing 168 here. I mean, they're like, okay, I got an order at 168. Come, come and come, whatever you want. It's just like, I'll sell them at 168. The initial surge took it to 168.30, and then they said, uh-uh, no, we went out at 168. So, Get through that. Keep going. Greener skies, 169, 170, but someone's got a piece there. That's a couple bucks above the uh, all-time high. So big seller, 168 there. Had a couple more. Uh, we had Lowe's this morning getting the beats. Home, yep. Depot. Wow. Home Depot's numbers were like, okay, they were fine, and they sold that headline. So when Lowe's came out this morning and reported less than ideal numbers, their earnings per share missed, their sales beat, 
and their uh, Q4 EPS guidance was in line. Nothing really amazing there. Uh, I think an earnings miss, a buck ninety-eight. They missed by a penny. It's not yeah. anything. We're, you know, we're we're dissecting hairs here. Uh, but Home Depot's report was good. They sold that. Lowe's report less good. So it would stand to reason they're going to sell that harder. I mean, this is important to consider that I said it yesterday on Home Depot and Lowe's. This is the environment. And then it's funny, Jim Cramer said it in the morning too, but it's not going to get any better. This is the environment that I think is as good as it gets for Home Depot and Lowe's. So, I mean, Lowe's, a great environment. You got everybody working on their homes and doing everything here. And, you know, it didn't, you know, do as good as expectations were there. So I don't know how it gets better from here. With that being said, these two stocks are loved. And there is always underneath demand for these two stocks. And I would expect eventually that Lowe's probably bounces back. So I don't buy it on yeah, day we, one. Yeah, we've seen some crazy days buying the dip Lowe's. on the stocks that are loved just seems to work. There's been some crazy days in Lowe's where it's been down 10 and end up the five. I mean, I don't know if that's going to be that kind of scenario. I did have that 150 area as a, a major support area. That's where you broke out from in July. And now you're returning to that area. So... Let's see if it holds. Uh, pre-market low is below that. The pre-market low is in the 147 handle, 147 and a quarter. And I got to go back a ways to find anything on that. So keep an eye on 147 a quarter. But I think you're going to get a bounce in this. I just don't know where. Is there, find an area with a bunch of lows. What I'd like to see... How many lows are here? Oh, look at this. There's a bunch of 140. There's two at 147. Uh, 147, 23, 1743. That's a good area. And then another d- double bottom at 14540. But I don't know. I, I mean, if you have some puts and you have some things, uh, definitely, definitely, uh, it's going to have a rally. Just don't know when. Well, we never, you can't say anything for definitely. I know you're just, it's tongue and cheek you're talking there. But, um, I, again, when you're buying on day one, sometimes these things take more than one day to, you know, to, to work themselves out. Correct. And we saw this with Baba. We saw this with a lot of different stocks where you come in here and you're buying the dip on day one. And then, you know, the dip Correct. continues. I mean, Fastly was probably the best example. It has bounced. It has come back. But Fastly after day one was $95. And people are like, how can you go wrong? When it went down to 60. It went down for another 10 days. When they disappoint, they seem to stay in the gutter for a little bit. And then it takes yep. a catalyst. It takes something to turn around. So I don't think Lowe's just imminently bounces back here. I think, you know, it'll take a catalyst. It'll maybe, you know, go down and kind of hang out, you know, try to round, try to stop going down first, and then starts to try to show some life. So I would wait until at least you have a catalyst to turn this thing around. All right. Uh, Hanging out, 36, uh, 14. That's up seven and a quarter. Nice range overnight, 23 and a quarter. That's one tick above our all-time closing high, Uh, 85.75. Big support on the downside. Three lows in the same area. And speaking about lows and then talking about three lows. So there you go. Technical Wednesday here on pre-market prep. You know, what's interesting. Uh, we, we talked on the afternoon show, Dennis, uh, Dennis about GDRX. And, and that one is oh. still, that one's still going down this morning. Walgreens and CVS have sort of leveled off here. But What is their exact good RX? So I know yeah. it's like delivery of pharmaceuticals is that what they do yep that, that's what they do it's delivery online, it's an online pharmacy so i mean this is an amazon direct hit and people are like oh you know this is going to have huge growth everybody wants to buy their things online from great idea until amazon just came <laughs> in, into the same arena you know everybody's going to go to the amazon pharmacy so this is not surprising i mean it's hard for these things to just bounce back and you know cvs and walgreens were slammed yesterday they haven't bounced back much. I mean, Walgreens is trading right at the same price it closed at yesterday. So, you know, you can say, oh, yeah, I'm going to come by the dip. Walgreens CVS is going to bounce right back. But it's a direct hit and direct blow to them, too. Like I said, I think actually these stocks go lower over the next year. I think one year from now, we look at CVS and Walgreens, and I think they're significantly lower. So because of Amazon. So, so I think so... a Target and a Walmart will ha- not have that much problems with this. I think a CVS and a Walgreens and this GoodRx will have major problems with this Amazon pharmacy. Someone in the chat yesterday afternoon acknowledged that they had asked you about it and you had told them to stay away and they wish they would have listened to you. I can't remember who it was, but uh, I think they DM'd you. Uh, I did talk to another. That's just my opinion. Yep. Uh, You do have a whole generation of people 
that still like to go to the drugstore and still <laughs> like to talk to their pharmacist. And yeah, all the and older stuff. generation, like yeah. you, Joel, the 80-year-olds. Yes, I'm just saying. So it's not, I mean, it's not going away. It's not a driver. I'm just saying that there's still- Well, it is go. going away if, okay, let's go to Rite Aid. I mean, we've been talking about Rite Aid going away for a long time. Rite Aid, you're right. They don't go away. You know, we've had Rite Aid for dead on this show. We've been predicting the demise of Rite Aid for, since we started the show back in like 2014, we've been predicting the demise of Rite Aid and it's still alive. So maybe you're right. Maybe they don't go away, but maybe they're not making as much money as they used to either. Either way, the Rite Aid short has worked well because even they do some reverse splits and they keep the stock floating, the company floating somehow. But what's the all-time high on RAD? Uh, this one's showing over 180. No, you got to go further back than that. That's in 2014. Go way back. There's reverse splits on that. I bet you it's a lot higher than that. Uh, I bet you it's a lot higher than 180. Well, maybe I'm this, wrong, but. Okay, you've been wrong before. Go back. Oh, no, maybe that is. No. Oh, yeah, okay. no, you're right. Triple well, D. Oh, no, it's not that much higher. 200. So, okay. 200. Yep. 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 Anyways, we've been predicting the demise of Rite Aid for a long time, and it has went down. It's still around, though. So, Nick Bellucci likes to How trade is this, CBS and Walgreens different than Rite Aid? Besides being better brands, better run, better management, but really their overall business. Do you distinguish? How do you distinguish really? You know what Rite I think? Aid? And I'm not sure. But does Rite Aid have any drive throughs Well, they could have came out with that. I mean, that's no, I know they like haven't. I'm just, model. I know that I don't CBS know if they are or not. on the corner. Yeah. I mean, they do have some valuable real estate I, at some of these places. I mean, I hate to use the real estate play, but Macy's. Walgreens does have some valuable real estate. Uh, do they own there. their, their, but do they own them or do they mm, just lease? I don't know. A lot of either. them are like 50 year leases. Yeah. You're right. I don't know. I don't know what's going to I, I just think of Wall. I look at that chart of Rite Aid and then I look at Walgreens and CVS. They've all been in significant downtrends. I mean, CVS best of breed has held up, but back in 2015, it was 110.67. These aren't, you know, growth businesses. I don't see it growing. I see Amazon Pharmacy coming, attacking their business model at the core now. Obviously, we've worried about this for years, which is why I said I wouldn't invest in these companies years ago because I've been worried about Amazon coming and pissing in their pool, and they just did. So the question now is, you know, is all the bad news in there and they're just going to bounce back like some of these other businesses? Like we thought this with Best Buy and obviously Amazon, you know, Best Buy figured it out. So maybe CVS and Walgreens can figure it out. Although I kind of, I don't know. I don't know if it's like, oh, I got to go to the drugstore to pick up my drugs. I mean, I go to buy electronics. It's like, oh, it's cool. I can pick up my electronics and try these different electronics. I don't need to try my drugs out at the store. So um, so I think Best Buy is a little bit dis- different, but I, I, I don't think it's good news for CVS and Walgreens like yeah. long term. My long term hat on right now says sell CVS and Walgreens even at these prices. I don't and sell I just, any bounce. That's I just what my don't know. I don't know what the integration of the Aetna is going to do for CVS. I mean, that was uh, it was Aetna that they bought, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I don't know. I, I mean, I, they're trying. I, I want to use some questions from our chat here. We got, we've got sure. a, a lot of figures have been thrown out uh, in the last 15 minutes or so. Let's do, uh, let's start with Twilio here. We haven't looked at Twilio recently. Twilio. Yeah. It's probably at all time highs. No, no, not. I haven't looked at it for a while either. Uh, you know what? It looks ready to go. <laughs> from a chart perspective, it looks good. I, I, I kind of like it. I mean, it's pulled back 220 to 340. So you had a 120 point move. You pull back. Yeah. 67 yeah, you're kind of stalling out here at the 50 percent retracement that's where you're kind of finding support it's a stock that's loved valuation's insane but we know this market doesn't give a crap about valuation so why not why not i'm not going to get bearish twilly until it takes out 254 so i would say i think it makes a new all-time high maybe even by the end of the year just because it's twilio so i like it uh, it's, it's had a couple highs in the same area and now it's clearing it. You got a, a gap to fill here. Uh, they had a rough three days, so you're going to find some sellers, but I think your first target, if you can maintain these gains up a buck 42, to the bottom of this, that's at uh two So that's not too far. Oh, is it above that? So it is filling the gap. So. Yeah, I, I'll just go simple on this one too. I mean, you had the the retreat from the all time high. I know you were looking at a different retracement, Dennis. But three hundred, if you're if you want to if you want another target, uh, that's where it fell off hard from after the first decline. It rallied back, so maybe you look there. 
clearing uh, two 289, maybe 300 target. Nice round number like that. Right, back, yeah, back of the chat. Here's one we haven't talked about recently. Uh, PCG. PCG, still, That's still around. Yeah, it's still around. Hey, the rally. These bankrupt oh, companies, oh, wait, I did man. CG. I it's almost... the new thing. Bankrupt companies going higher. I guess I when, that, when valuation, everything doesn't matter and fundamentals don't matter. You have stocks I, I think Joel, over. I think Joel just almost had a seizure. Yeah, I put CG up there. I'm like, well, 28. That's a hell of a rally. PCG. <laughs> uh, it's been a hell of a rally. That's up from 10 to 12. I don't know how to how the valuation bank bankrupt companies. So I don't know. Pass. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, I, if I was Londa saying, I don't know if I'd be picking a target, but I man, a lot of updates in a row here. That's like, I don't even know if I could draw a trend line that steep. Let's see if I can do it. Uh, that's a vertical line. Want me to take over and draw it, Joel? I'll draw it for you. Uh, Two options, weird. annotate. Here we go. Bam, I'm faster oh, than Joel. <laughs> I do a freehand. That's pretty good. There you go. <laughs> I'm faster that's than Joel. Hey, that's, okay. that's a nice straight line there, Dennis. There that's you okay. go. I'll autograph it for you. D, D, D. Oh, that's good. Which book grades did you get in penmanship there? Zero. Well, it looks like failed, failed penmanship too. All right, erase, erase, get off my charts. How do I erase it? We know that Dennis failed art class. He's the only person that can. Talk. I don't remember how to erase. So it's. Oh, do we want to talk now. about Other our art teachers gone. again? No, we don't. Um. Okay, moving on from Mrs. Wa- Miss Waggle. Mrs. Kemming. I still right. have. I still have a Christmas gift. How'd you locker. do in art? Oh, Were you horrible. good in art? Horrible. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa's I, good, I told though. you I got the F in art in like grade three or grade five. I yeah. Think that did, All right, moving were... on, moving on. Palantir. Still. Dennis. Oh, it's a monster stock story stock. It keeps going. Oh, no, no, no. It, these stocks, just the, the story stocks keep going. Uh, if I was long in this thing, I would hold on because I think the ride is still going. I think the party's still getting started. I see it over 20 soon. Yeah, I don't know how you gauge these things. Use you can't that. really. You draw your little trend line. Jeff Mackey, purple crayon. Wait, ding, this ding, is, ding. Wow, it had a weak close, and then now it's right back up. At it didn't have great earnings, and they bought it right back anyway. Yeah, because the big boys got in there. 1875, keep an eye on that. Yesterday's high, that's all I could give you. Uh, I like might, it. Might go red on the day. Sorry, I'd find support 1785. Or, that uh, was Peloton. a close. Sorry, Palantir. Palantir. Holy Fubo. What happened to Fubo? Yeah, Somebody Fubo. just said Fubo. I'm still long. Remember, I kept a little piece just for Mitch. I guess he had to, you got to buy the pullbacks. This is what's worked. Buying the pullbacks on the storied stocks when they report. So Neil's the same thing, I guess. And, you know, we know valuation doesn't matter. Fubo came right back down and boom, it's gone again. That was quick. 22 and a half. It gave you a couple days. It went from 20 down to 15. And now we're taking off now. So don't hesitate. Is- don't snooze too long. Are you back in Fubo, Mitch? Sell the rip, buy the dip, baby. That's it, baby. Are we selling <laughs> this rip? I'm still in the piece. I'm holding on this time. Well, I'm you hold on to one rip, right? So might as well just hold on to that last one. I will hold right? on to this piece. Yeah. <laughs> hold on. Lazy to boy. Mitch, what are you doing in the background? What? Okay, talk to me. Talk to me. Give me a Mitch pick. We all uh, want a Mitch pick. I, I I usually have one, Dennis, and I can say today, sometimes you got to know not when to call one. Today is going to be for me. I'm going to hold one to my – I'm going to be kind of a no-trade leaning today. I, I don't see anything that I'm leaning on except uh, I do see the rotation in retail, so I'll pay attention to that. I I have one. So I I want to I didn't mean to mention this for a few – Spencer. Days, I haven't I – haven't, With a spec? With a spec pick? Hasn't come out. It's not a SPAC. No. no. SPACs are um, a SPAC. Uh, although although a SPAC. I, I did mention this to you, Dennis, I think last week, Starbucks. So Starbucks? Uh, That's not a SPAC. What do you like about no, Starbucks? No. Uh, Subscription. I, I, I'm Exactly. I mentioned this, I think, last week to you guys. So uh, if you recall, back in February, you probably know, but I'll tell you anyway, Panera launched their own subscription service back in February, okay? We finally have some data. They're a private company now, so they don't have to update us on, on you know, uh, subscribers and all that stuff, but they did give an update a couple of days ago. They gave the interview to Restaurant Business Online, uh, and they said they have uh, nearly 500,000 paid subscribers, and uh, 35% of them are new customers. 35% of, of those uh, coffee orders include food. So basically, what it is is the subscription is nine bucks a month, and it lets you get 
unlimited uh, coffee. Um, and uh, so what I'm thinking Are they going to do this everywhere? What I'm, who's they? Panera? Yeah. I think they're doing it everywhere. Oh, they're already doing it everywhere. Yeah, they're, they're doing it everywhere. So yeah. is Starbucks going to do this now? So I'm thinking Starbucks is going to see what the success that Panera is having and just do the same exact thing. Yeah, I think you said this the other day. I, well, I mentioned this off the air. so I, I thought you mentioned it on the show no, because I, I, I was didn't. like 94 or 95. I remember talking about Starbucks and stocks go to like 95, go to 100. The old Kenny Gleck theory. A stock that goes to 98 goes to 100. So I'll say I think it's going to 100. <laughs> it's only a buck away. I think it breaks out. I've never been a Starbucks fan um, because I don't drink coffee, but I'll tell you the chart looks good. Uh, I'd buy pullbacks on this because I think Starbucks is eventually well over $100. It's just putting too much work down here not to. I mean, you look at the chart from the last year, I guess you got to look at it because it hit the, it just said under 100 bucks back in July of 2019. So here you are a year and a half later, it's done all its work, went through the COVID crisis successfully. And it looks like it's ready to break out. The only thing I would worry about is uh, if um, Amazon got into coffee shops. <laughs> I, I worry about Amazon, yes. <laughs> Amazon coffee. You know what? Actually, actually, they do. So here, hang on. I'm going to read you a text from my uh, my other buddy, Mike. I have two Mike buddies. I'm going to read you a text really? from him. Yeah, I'm going to read you this text. He's always thinking, too, this guy. So he, where are we going here? He's talking about Amazon and coffee. So they already have done this, Joel, apparently. So anyway, bottom line is I'm you, you talk for a second. I'm thinking Starbucks it. is going to announce a subscription. I don't know when. I have no insight, uh, but I'm thinking if it's so successful for no. Panera, then why wouldn't Starbucks do it? So Panera's thing is you get a free cup of coffee every two hours. You pay nine dollars a month for that privilege. Um, and they're saying that most of that, you know, over a third of those of those purchases uh, include food. Uh, they get you in the store, you buy something else, it includes new customers. So if it's working for them, there's no reason why it wouldn't work for Starbucks. That's what I'm thinking. That's why I bought some Starbucks last week. Sorry, nice. the coffee t- tweet, uh, the coffee text was on canned coffee, though. So he was saying, I buy coffee from Amazon with free delivery, and it's $2 cheaper than the grocery store. So if he, they start actually making the, the coffee there at Amazon and they can make it cheaper than Starbucks and Tim Hortons in Canada, look out. <laughs> we right, deliver well, your coffee. It's going to be hard to deliver that $2 cup of coffee, though, and actually make money. If they can figure that out. Drones, I guess, right? Yeah. You know what? Okay, so here is here is your business model. You come up. The drones don't. You don't have to pay for the, you know, you just pay for, obviously, the maintenance of the drones. But, you know, the drones come in and they deliver your coffee to you every morning. I mean, this could work. So Amazon coffee. They could do it, man. So once that when that happens, I'm selling my Starbucks stock, and I don't own Star- Starbucks, but I would. Right. Costco drone, coffee, drone Cos- delivery Cos- for coffee. Costco coffee. Okay, is good. Wait, we gotta do Lazy Boy. Oh, lazy, lazy Boy. Yes. Dennis, when's the last time we told the Lazy Boy? I ain't boy? telling the story. It's no Come time. Nine oh two. It's like a twenty minute story. I'll miss the open if it's, we tell the story. It's like a six-minute story, but we're not going to tell it now anyway. It's fine. It, it we has tease been it a, every every quarter. We never. It tell has it. been a while. Since Monroe, Michigan, baby. Yeah, baby. Lazy yeah, boy baby. chairs. Monroe yeah, shotguns orders. And Kaylani Ray Rafko. Did you know she was on my swim team? She was Miss America back in the eighties. Yeah, I don't even know what we're talking about right now. The bottom line on Lazy Boys, their earnings are good, and they reinstate their dividends. Hell yeah, everyone's sitting at home and they're Lazy Boys during the pandemic. That's it. Yeah. Kick uh, it back. I'd buy, you know, they, I, they can't get a hot tub. I taught my hot tub guy to tell this. Had the hot tub guy come fix my hot tub. And I was just, you know, just shooting the breeze. After with you try to do it yourself. Well, yeah, oh, of course. I try to fix everything myself. I'm cheap. But anyway, so anyways, I need the new seal. They fixed it. It was like $300. Everything costs so much money, twice as much as you think it should. Uh, but anyways, I was talking about hot tubs because my hot tub's kind of older. I was like, oh, you know, I should eventually get a new hot tub here um he's saying well if you want to get a new hot tub you better put your order in now because it's nine months to get a hot tub through their company that's a nine month back order on hot tubs here right now and that's covid he's like thank covid for that i mean i don't know if that's the case everywhere uh i went to canadian tire and i saw a hot tub there so it looks like maybe you can just buy one there but it's a nine month back order on hot tubs you know what else is hard to get very hard to get we ordered a refrigerator uh, a couple months ago and then yeah. the, the original place we got it from, they said they couldn't get it anymore. So then Lisa, she said, oh, I could get it from Sears. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, OK. 
So, so Sears is still selling stuff. So listen to this. So she orders it from Sears. From Sears, bankrupt yeah, Sears. Yeah, I know. Why and I'm just like, take oh, your money and run away. Yeah, I like so on Monday she's like, "Could you clear everything out?" You know, we have a couple different fridges. She goes, "Can you clear everything out?" And I'm like, "I wasn't gonna do it." I'm like, "I know they're not coming. I know they're not." I'm like, "Kept on." I go, "Could you check?" And she's like, "Oh no, that's it's coming today. It's coming today." And so I take everything out. I didn't break any eggs. I clear out the whole fridge and we're waiting, we're waiting and waiting. And then she gets an email. Oh, it's coming November 23rd. I go, I'm shorting that November 23rd. We are never, I wanted to buy, keep the refrigerator from the other place too and have two come and see which one came first and then scalp out of one. But she didn't, huh. she didn't like have them both on a, and uh, it's hard, man. Refrigerators are hard to get. But uh, anyways, everything people are buying stuff, man. But we don't have yeah. any inflation. There's no inflation coming. All the lumber prices are up 50 percent year over year. No Lazy inflation. boy pre-market high 4127. 40 was a big number last money uh, last Monday. We'll see if sellers come in in that. So All right, looking ahead to later in the day on our SPAC attack show. Uh, CEO what time is SPAC attack? Interview, uh, I'm telling you, it's at 11 a.m. Yeah. On, our, on our YouTube channel, you're yeah. taking a nap then. And, and today we're I'm talking, going back attack. We're talking with James uh, Latinsky. He is the CEO of um, uh, MP Materials. They're being acquired by a SPAC. The ticker is FVAC Foxtrot Victor Alpha Charlie FVAC. We're talking with the CEO of the acquired company. Well, FVAC is gone now, right? So it's, okay, it's so so it, MP. It, 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 it is the it is the new ticker then. I didn't realize MP, that. MP, I think. It actually gone through. Um, I didn't realize the the, the change had gone through. So MP is the is the La, new last ticker. night it did. Yeah. Okay. So wow, MP. up seventeen percent. When these so things M go through, MP, they go. My mistake. MP is the new symbol. Well, the CEO of MP on at eleven a.m. Uh, Eastern Time. YouTube.com/slash Benzinga TV. Check that out. That's all I have to say. I want to remind everyone again to hit that like button. Show us some love. We appreciate. it. Man, I really cannot keep up with the chat anymore, especially on YouTube. There's way too many comments for me to try to like keep track of all the tickers being dropped in throughout the show. So I and if you apologize. switch away, if you switch away and then you come back, they yeah. catch up with all of them. And please, if you're if you're driving, please don't contribute to the chat. Okay. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think we have that problem, but yeah, I, I don't know if that needs to we be. We have mobile users. Okay, fine. Um, thanks to all, all of our participants and listeners and all of our chats. You can always email us, premarket at benzinga.com. Please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Everyone have a good rest of your day. Good luck. And wherever you are, stay safe. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.